after a heart attack, the small vessels of the, of the heart sometimes won't open because of platelets. But now this most recent one is we kind of discovered that platelets are actually playing a role in promoting valve disease. By pairing with kind of a world-class research organization that knows a hell of a lot about platelets and thrombosis, and my expertise in cardiovascular disorders, cardiovascular diagnostics, and, and vascular biology and physiology, we kind of came together and, and created a whole line of research. Hi, I'm Helen Pitlick, and this is Bloodworks 101, the Anthem Award-winning podcast designed to inspire you to give time, money, or blood. You may not have heard of thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura, which we'll call TTP from here on. Bloodworks Research Institute is a leader in TTP research. TTP hits suddenly and causes platelets to clump and clog the patient's entire microcirculation, the tiny vessels that carry blood throughout your body, leading to multi-organ failure and death if not promptly treated. Fortunately, TTP is also very rare, with only three to four cases per million each year. You probably have heard of heart disease. It's the leading cause of death in the United States. Heart disease itself is a broad term that covers everything from heart attacks to irregular heartbeats. According to the CDC, almost half of us are at risk for heart disease. Dr. Jonathan Lindner at the University of Virginia has devoted his career to studying why. Dr. Lindner, Jonathan as he likes to be called, knows hearts, bloodworks knows blood, and when these scientists come together, breakthroughs happen. As it turns out, TTP and heart disease might be more closely related than you think. We can easily unclog major vessels in the heart, like veins and arteries, but what happens when the smaller heart vessels get blocked? I sat down with Jonathan to get his perspective on the collaboration with Drs. Jose Lopez, Dominic Chung, Junmei Chen, and others at Bloodworks Research Institute. This group has done extensive research to determine what role platelet aggregation plays in aortic valve disease, with a new paper out in the Journal of American College of Cardiology's JACC, Basic to Translational Science. The potential impact on patient care here is huge. As a note, Jonathan was in the middle of moving his lab and family from Oregon Health and Science University to UVA, so you may hear some packing noise in the background. It looks like you are definitely in the middle of moving. Yeah, this is a, I'm just, I've spent my entire time today either just onboarding a bunch of stuff at the new institution or just trying to change emails and addresses for everything. So anyway, well, let's get to it. Yeah. Well, I would love for you to start off by introducing yourself. Who are you and what do you do? So I'm a physician scientist, cardiologist. Specialty is really in cardiovascular imaging. Most of my research is either creating novel imaging paradigms, either for new diagnostics or for better understanding disease for basic research, or for creating new ways of delivering therapy with ultrasound, which is my specialty. And so I've got a, I've got a laboratory that is funded by right now three R01 grants, a grant from NASA and a bunch of industry grants as well. What we do kind of runs the gamut all the way from basic research to preclinical research, all the way to uh, kind of clinical trials in humans. 
Okay, awesome. And so for folks who don't have a scientific background, that is lab versus patient? Yeah, good. Perfect. So labs and, and you know, essentially basic laboratory wet bench kind of stuff and, and patients. And by the way, so my new, my new position will be, I'll be at University of Virginia uh, August 1st uh, as the vice chair for uh, research. That is super exciting. Yeah, I think so. Well, I would love to learn more about the paper that you worked on with Bloodworks. How did it come about? Which one? This is this is like this is like about the I think we've had about I don't know, about 8 or 9 of them together uh, over the last couple of years. Are you talking about the, the most recent one one uh, aortic stenosis? Well, I was, but I would also love to hear more about kind of how that partnership got going. Yeah, here's here's how it got going. So this was a really interesting uh, conversion. It, it's a great story because it's conversion of two different people who had completely different interests. And by working together, we've really accelerated uh, uh, you know, some of the research pathways. So, so I'm a cardiologist. I do a lot of research in you know, using imaging to study blood vessel disorders for the most part, whether it's atherosclerosis, you know, the development of blockages in the blood vessels, or heart attack and, and problems with microvascular blood flow in the heart or other diseases that sometimes involve chemotherapy, uh, damage to the, the circulation. And one of the things that we have discovered or, or, or been studying and, and we're very interested in is I helped invent a, a field called molecular imaging with ultrasound. It's essentially doing regular ultrasound, which you, people know about in terms of imaging pregnant women and babies when we, we do hearts and blood vessels. And we invented a way of making contrast agents that will home to and stick to areas of disease. So you can kind of image what's going on in the blood vessels. And using that technique, we eventually came to a point where we really needed and wanted to better understand the role of uh, certain thrombosis pathways, particularly involving platelets and their role in all kinds of vascular diseases. So by pairing with kind of a world-class research organization that knows a hell of a lot about platelets and thrombosis, and my expertise in cardiovascular disorders, cardiovascular diagnostics, and, and vascular uh, biology and physiology, we kind of came together and, and created a whole line of research where we use really state-of-the-art imaging, including molecular imaging of platelets and what's on the vascular surface to understand disorders of blood vessels that involve platelets. And, and this, this means atherosclerosis, the blocked blood vessels. After heart attack, the small vessels of the, of the heart sometimes won't open because of platelets. But now this most recent one is we kind of discovered that platelets are actually playing a role in promoting valve disease. Interesting. That's, that's about enough, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's fantastic. I am wondering if you could dive into maybe the specifics. I read the paper. I understood maybe three words. And so um, I would love to hear it. The most recent one, I would love to hear it in your words, what that was covering. Yeah. So, so the aortic valve is a valve, you know, when the heart squeezes, it opens up to allow blood to the body, but then it has to shut to make sure all the blood doesn't come pouring back into the heart. So that's the aortic valve. And um, one of the most common valve diseases, in fact, the most common valve disease that we have to deal with is aortic stenosis, where instead of that valve opening up, it becomes thick and then it doesn't open, okay? And so we really have one therapy and one therapy only 
for aortic stenosis when it needs to be dealt with, which is replacing it. Either surgery or now we have catheters to go in and, and essentially place a valve. And you know, one of the holy grails in valve disease management is, are there any drug therapies? Can you develop a drug therapy that will slow down the progression of aortic stenosis? It's very, very common that we know people start to have a little bit of thickening of their valve and it's not opening quite right, but it's not severe and it's not causing problems. And there's some people who progress very quickly, other people progress slowly, but the key thing is, can we do anything to, to essentially slow this down so that people don't need to have surgeries or these procedures, which are expensive and, and clearly you know, serious operations. And so everything that's been tried in the past has been negative. Nothing has been shown really to definitively slow down the progression of going from mild to, to severe aortic stenosis. And so our data is very important because it really discovers a potentially new pathway uh, that was not known before that promotes valves to, to progress quicker. You know, platelets will stick to the valve surface. And when the platelets stick to the valve surface, they release all these nasty stuff that essentially make the valve very unhappy and make it become thickened and, and not open correctly. And that may be potentially treatable. That's fantastic. I'm wondering if you could maybe set some context of just like how big of an issue is heart disease and this particular problem in the U.S.? Yeah, the, the aortic stenosis itself is, you know, essentially affects eventually one to two percent of the aged population in the U.S. It's the most common valve disease, and it's a very common reason for uh, heart failure. But the health, you know, healthcare expenditures attributable to aortic stenosis are huge. So here's some registry data in the U.S. We're now doing somewhere close to 140 to 150,000 aortic valve procedures per year because of aortic stenosis. So that is a big number. That is a big number. Over $6 billion in healthcare costs annually. And do you know something our audience is always interested in is the blood required for these sorts of operations? Is this the kind of thing that you'd need to prime a pump and there would need to be some use of donated blood? Yeah, very often in, not for the, the pathways that we're looking at, but when somebody needs to have a valve procedure, if it's open heart surgery valve procedure, then very often there is there are blood products involved. So it sounds yeah. like the long-term impacts of this research not only are going to save people a lot of time and money and all that stuff, but impact on the blood supply is going to be positive too. That's correct. So if you can essentially prevent aortic stenosis, you, you can prevent essentially people from needing to have some of these procedures, which are can actually lead to a need for blood products. I would love to hear a little bit more about what the actual collaboration with Bloodworks Research Institute looked like, who handled what, et cetera. How did you work together? Yeah, this, we've worked at many different levels. So one, one level is just Jose and I working together to essentially explore new ideas of, you know, the role of platelets in these different diseases, cardiovascular diseases. On a separate level, you know, we combine skill sets because we have very different skill sets. I know how to do microvascular perfusion imaging and molecular imaging and gene therapy with ultrasound and all these things. Uh, understand that you know the the human relevance. The folks at Bloodworks they are extremely good at at knowing you know the molecules and the molecular pathways that I need to look at and measuring them. They have given me the molecules that I put on my contrast agents to make them smart so that I can bind 
to von Willebrand factor or, or to platelets to find it. So we're operating on many different levels. So, and I'm working, of course, with Dominic and with June May as well, who are both scientists who essentially have a lot of those skill sets that we trade back and forth. They, they've given me all of the, this knowledge on platelet biology and helped me look at you know, a lot of the molecular signatures. I've given them the tools so that they can start essentially start looking at other diseases that they're very interested in, but they need to measure the things that we can measure, but they've not been able to in the past, like microvascular blood flow or presence of microvascular thrombi. It sounds like this is one of those situations where we're stronger together than we are apart. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. It's also incredibly selfless. There's just a free exchange of information and it's just, we enjoy each other's company and, and there's not a single conversation that goes on between us that, that we don't really kind of come up with something really innovative and new. Can you tell me a little bit more about say Dr. Lopez, what he's like as a scientist and a person from your perspective? Oh my God. Yeah. So number one, you know, this is, this is the type of person who went went into science for the right reasons, right? I mean, he, number one, he knows he wants to help people. And that's always in the back of his mind, which is, you know, how am I going to help people the most? Number two, he has a incredibly strong sense of, of integrity. Everything has to be airtight. He will not, he, he is not sloppy about his science. Number three, he has the same ethos as me, which is we don't lead secretive research programs. We're extremely open with our techniques and our ideas and our, what we're working on because the, the world is a better place and science is a better place when people are open about what they know and, 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 and what they're learning. And finally, you know, he's, he's just completely good natured, which I mean, it's, he's, he's happy in what he's doing and he's such a good natured person that just makes you really want to, uh, to work with him more and more. And so have you learned a lot about blood from this partnership more than you knew already? Yep. From your perspective as a cardiologist, what makes blood so cool? What makes blood cool? Well, lots of things. I mean, number one, I, I study the organ that essentially supplies the blood to the rest of the, uh, to, to the body. And that's, that, that alone is cool. What I think is really kind of cool is, is, is you got one, one simple liquid that has so many diverse little particles in it in terms of the cells and platelets and things like that, that does so many functions. It is so multifunctional in terms of nutrient delivery, oxygen delivery, you know, hemostasis, anti-hemostasis, infection control, you know, getting rid of foreign objects, everything. And if you consider blood an organ, it is one of the most diverse organs there is, right? Dr. Lopez likes to say that it's, it's the most important organ in the body because it impacts all the organs. Although I'm sure cardiologists like yourself disagree with that, but it's all, you know, a synergy. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, it is. It's, 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 a, it's a great way of thinking about it. And what's next for the science? Well, we're now funded. NIH gave us a big grant to be able to do some of the early steps to take some of these observations into humans to come up with paradigms for A, predicting who's going to get, whose valve disease is going to get worse faster and for, you know, potentially developing new treatments targeted at slowing down the, the, the progression of the valve disease. And long-term, what would you, what's, you know, kind of the pie in the sky dream for this? Pie in the sky dream. Jose and I are responsible for the development of the very first drug that actually can essentially prevent aortic stenosis in vulnerable individuals. That would be awesome. And you're moving across country. 
What are you most going to miss about the Pacific Northwest? Oh, the beauty. Oh my God. Yeah. The green lushness and, and just the, the, the beauty of the place. Well, fantastic. I appreciate you so much for taking the time to, to chat with me. My pleasure. You take care. There are many takeaways here. The impact of transparency and collaboration in scientific research, the importance of studying even rare diseases, and the hope of saving lives in the future. If everything goes according to plan with this work, the need for heart surgery will go down, which in turn will have a positive impact on the blood supply. Until then, there's always a need. Your donations make a difference. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode of Bloodworks 101. And schedule your next appointment to give blood. It comes from the heart.